Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, the podcast series aiming to help you save your hard-earned money, uh, your hard-earned cash. The Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast series is back with you. And thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for hitting that subscribe button. And uh, we're on your favorite podcast platform. Mrs. Mean is back in the studio. Mrs. Mean, are you still mean? Are you still feeling very mean? Oh, I'm always mean. (laughs) And the subject today is one I am really mean about. All right. Okay. So today we're going to talk about warranties and uh, warranties that uh, don't really guarantee to save you money or give you peace of mind, do they? We're going to be looking at a whole raft of different areas of warranties, white goods, extended guarantees, gas service contracts, water company insurance. You've got to ignore those phone calls and letters and also mobile phones. When you go into a store and you buy a telly or a washing machine, they are so desperate to suddenly say, you'll need to have yourself a warranty. But, Mrs. Mean, it's a big one, it's a big area, so let's get cracking. So, warranties then, Mrs. Mean, we don't have to take them out, do we? Most of the retailers do provide us with one or two years of a warranty when you buy fridges, freezers, washing machines, dishwashers. They may at that stage also try and get you to buy another three years of cover, which is quite often expensive. And if you don't take it then, you're likely to get a whole load of phone calls and emails, etc. But phone calls are the ones that really perturb me because they really bully people mm. to take out a policy. These are offering another three years, but it might be something like six or seven pounds a month which doesn't sound a lot it's a bit like the old streaming services six or seven pounds a month doesn't sound a lot but you know if you put six or seven pounds a month into a bank account you've got 72 or Mm. 84 pounds at the end of the year whereas if you put it into one of these policies you've got nothing at the end of the year and the chances are you won't have needed them anyway but a lot of people will think, Mrs. Mean, that, you know, I've got to pay into this scheme because what if it breaks down? I'm up a gum tree. What do I do? Well, the thing is, white goods are getting more reliable. There are all sorts of statistics that I've been looking up. The average washing machine will last seven years and two months, while dishwashers last nine years and six months. Electric cookers... 13 years, gas cookers 15 years, even tumble dryers make it to 13 years, so you don't need them. I moved into this house 14 years ago, and it was a new house, so I replaced all my kit apart from one old fridge, which the beer went in for the boys, and since then, I've only had to replace one piece of kit, my washer, and that was after 13 years of hard use. Now, admittedly, towards the end of its life, it didn't always um, finish its cycle properly, and it showed the same error code. But I checked online, Mm. I learnt what the error code meant, and I could nurse it through and still get the clothes clean. So it was only when it got really, really noisy, as well as stopping, that I decided to replace it. I could have been paying absolutely hundreds of pounds a year for warranties for all the pieces of kit I've got in the house. So once you've saved all that money up, Mrs Mean, you could almost buy a brand new washing machine with the money you've saved for money you put into a warranty scheme. 
Absolutely. And the thing is that while these warranty schemes will pay if the thing fails and is deemed to be unfit, under the um, Consumer Rights Act, if you buy a washing machine and it stops working after three years, you could well be able to claim that I paid £500 for that washing machine. I expect it to last longer than that. And you can either take a, a case to court with them or just discuss it. Most manufacturers don't want a lot of stuff online, tweets about how bad your washing machine is. And, you know, you can do that. If the machine, just after five or six years, stops working because of wear and tear, your policy isn't going to pay for it anyway. So it's only when there's something wrong with the machine that it will pay but actually under the consumer rights act you should have been able to get the money back anyway okay so you and i are pretty savvy when it comes to going into a shop and buying something and the salesperson suddenly saying well you'll need a warranty with that and they start putting the pressure on we can control that but a lot of older folk when they go in to buy something maybe their television or a washing machine or a i don't know what a tumble dryer whatever the sales pressure that comes on to them they can't say no what advice do you have to those older folk maybe who aren't quite so savvy as the and me well i think most of them going into a, a shop to buy a new washing machine or whatever will be able to say to the sales assistant but my last one lasted eight years or whatever unless you move house and most people don't change their white goods just because they want a newer one they wait until it actually is kaput um, and so they can say but the last one lasted eight years are you saying this isn't up to snuff are you saying that this isn't a good piece of um, equipment that is a one way of defeating them and you need to be quite strong and you need to say but under the consumer rights act if it isn't fit for purpose I will get compensation anyway. Absolutely. I mean, I went in with my dad fairly recently, towards the end of uh, last year, when I say recently, mm. to replace his mobile phone. He needed a new mobile phone. The sales assistant was great, but all too keen towards the end of the sale to say, well, Mr. Thompson, you will need a warranty with that device. And I said, well, no, he won't, actually, because it's not a complicated device. It was a fairly basic handset but the sales assistant was all too keen, I'm sure they get commissioned for selling warranties, to flog off some warranty to my dad. I said, no, he doesn't need it. So I think an older person, if you're in doubt, take somebody in who knows how to deal with a lot of these salespeople. And remember, you've got a 14-day cooling-off period. So if you do go in and you get sold it, then put Glenn on the phone to them to say he doesn't want it. Mm, absolutely right. OK, we are looking at warranties on the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast. Today, still to come, water company insurance, ignore the phone calls and letters and mobile phones. But, Mrs Mean, gas service contracts. These can be so complicated. They can be. And this is the time of year, summer, when they are being sold strongly because... Most of us haven't got our heating on, we don't have our boiler on, so we're not thinking really until October time that we need to get our boiler serviced or that we might need to get a new one. They're selling them at this time of year. They're often discounted. The first year, it's much cheaper than it will be in subsequent years because they think you'll buy it and then you will not cancel it. And it probably doubles in price. You pay something like £200 a year and for that, the boiler is serviced which we all mm. need to do, but we probably don't pay £200 to get our boiler service. And I'm a great believer in making a relationship purely business-like uh, with 
a local gas engineer or with somebody who repairs washing machines. You get to know them mm. and they're absolutely delighted if you say at this time of year, can you come and service my boiler and do its appraisal because they haven't got much work on. So they get to know you and then if you have something go wrong, you ring them up and they're more like, oh, oh, yes, remember you, I'll come at 5.30 or whatever. Whereas some of these service contracts... British Gas has had a lot of publicity about these over the years, but some of these service contracts can cost more than £20 a month. And when you pay your £240 over the year, and then when you call them out because something's gone wrong, they charge you a call-out fee of £60 as well, but they don't come very quickly. Some years ago, when I was um, renting a property, the landlord had got British Gas cover for the boiler, it failed in early December. I mean, they always go at first bit of cold weather. Always. Um, and when we called to get somebody to come around and said, have you got somebody extremely old or frail in the house? No. Mm. Have you got somebody extremely young in the house? No. Well, I'm afraid you're not priority. Now, I think if you're paying £240 a year, you should be priority. And therefore, much better to put your £20 a month into a bank account and pay it to your local tradesman who will look after you because he's coming back again. It's not a stranger every time. Interesting that since you've been saying and talking about uh, gas cover, Mrs Mean, I've been looking at various websites and which are saying boiler cover is financially worthwhile for very few people. Our research has found out year on year. Fascinating. Absolutely. I think they said that I think it's one in five people need some remedial work for their boiler in the space of 12 months. And that means 80% of people don't need any work doing. And if you've saved your £20 a month, you can pay for that remedial work in most cases. And of course, the cover for these policies, they don't cover older machines, they won't cover certain things. And as I say, the main thing is they don't come on time. And this can happen with um, white goods as well, where the warranties, um, it might take four to six weeks with a warranty on a washing machine or a cooker for somebody to come and repair it. Now, in the summer, you might manage without your cooker. But if you've got a family, you're not going to manage very well without a washer. And you're definitely got not going to manage without a fridge so or freezer. So it's all those things. If you are tempted, if you think, I'd rather have peace of mind, I don't mind being ripped off, I don't mind paying over the odds. If you're of that disposition, you need to find out how quickly they're guaranteed somebody will come to you and whether you charged a call-out mm. fee in addition to all the monthly payments you've had. They are not good value. And the other thing to be aware of with warranties, Mrs Mean, as I'm sure you'll back me up on this, is that they tend to roll over year on year. You don't get any advance warning that they, uh, the warranty is going to uh, be renewed. It just sort of carries on, doesn't it, indefinitely? Absolutely. And I did a little bit of research on what it costs. A two-year-old £300 washing machine costs £6.29 a month to cover. That's £75.48 a year, or £603.84 over the expected life for a washer. A microwave, £4.22 a month. That's £50.64 a year. Now, these are high amounts of money. Mm. I don't know what a new microwave costs now, but I think you can probably get one for not much more than £50. Absolutely. OK, so the good takeaway advice on this one then is to check through your warranties and what's valid and what's not valid and uh, maybe not renew anymore. Absolutely. And remember the Consumer Rights Act. Under this legislation, you should 
have cover even when the warrant is finished. You talk to the retailer first of all. To some extent, it depends how expensive the machine was. So if you've got a £1,000 super-duper machine, it should last longer than a £200 machine. And it also depends how much, you know, if you're washing for 12 children, you probably don't expect it to last 12 years. But it's those sort of things, it's what's reasonable in the law. And sometimes contents insurance can offer accidental damage cover, which extended warranties don't. So it's those sort of things. You can look at your household insurance and see what might be covered, what you might put on a small extension on your household insurance, and it might cover some of your kitchen kit. Thanks for that, Mrs. Mean. You are listening to The Mrs. Mean Money Show, the podcast series that aims to help you save your hard-earned cash. We're looking today at warranties, and we're moving on to water company insurance, Mrs. Mean. Now, this is something, do we all pay this? I don't know. I definitely don't, and I hope you don't. But every few weeks, we get a letter from our water company, which is Southern, and they are saying, oh, you could face mega bills if the water pipe supplying your home develop a fault between the water meter at the side of the road and the house. How often does that happen? Very rarely. Well, I'm older than I'd like to admit, but in 40 years of working as a consumer journalist, I have never had a reader say this has happened to them. I can't recall a single relative, friend or acquaintance having such a problem. And quite often, household insurance will cover it anyway, which, who we mentioned earlier, they reckon people are paying £100 a year for what is described as unnecessary pipe insurance. One of the companies selling policies was fined £38 a couple of years ago for mis-selling policies. And again, they're trying to frighten Older people say, oh, what would happen? You know, I might flood my neighbours' homes. I might damage my house. Well, it could be covered by your house contents insurance, your buildings insurance. If it isn't, it's not something that happens. So, Mrs Mean, if you have your home insurance, does that cover your water pipe insurance, your water pipes? Well, it depends on what your policy says. Quite often you can add it to your home policy for a very small amount, but an awful lot already cover it. The fact that the Consumers Association say that we're spending £100 a year unnecessarily means that most policies do cover it. Thanks very much for that. Love hearing that uh, cash register. You're saying ignore the phone calls, Mrs Mean. Ignore the phone calls and the letters and the emails that come through about warranties, about renewal. Just, what, totally ignore them? We've had several of these, you know. We've noticed your so-and-so isn't covered. And you think, no, we don't want it to be covered. We bought it. It had two years warranty. And if you're really nervous, some retailers offer extra cover. John Lewis will offer five years on televisions, for example. You look at what's being offered as part of the price. Now, you're paying for it, but you know, you compare prices. You compare prices for a television or a washing machine and what it offers. Then they come on and they say £5 a month or £6 a month. They don't say, oh, and that's really £84 a year or whatever it is. They try and downplay it and say how essential it is. The calls come and they pester people. Mm. And some of the people... I know, and I don't know whether they, somebody has put his number, his mobile phone number, but my husband must have had about four calls in a month trying to sell it. It's not only that they're selling it. I worry that they're not only warranty companies. Some of them that phone you up might be wanting your banking details. Yeah. So it is a double whammy. 
It is certainly is a double whammy. Be very careful. And as we've always said, you and me, Mrs. Mean, don't click on a link that you don't recognise because it probably is just too good to be true, isn't it? All right, it is the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast. Glenn Thompson and Lindsay Cook with you right here. And thank you very much for lending your ears to our podcast series. We hope very much you enjoy what you hear. We touched on it a bit earlier, Mrs. Mean mobile phone cover. This is the one that always gets me because the high-pressure selling is always on with mobile phone cover when you renew your handset. Yeah, and people attempt it because a lot of people lose or break their phones and they think, oh, I've paid £600 for it. What if I lost it tomorrow? Mm. And I used to employ young people who would be getting into their cars and they'd put their phones on the top of the car as they got in and drive off. Easily done. Easily done. Or they'd um, probably fall asleep on a train with their phone in their hand and that would get stolen. So if you're likely to be that sort of person, stop it and be careful because mobile phone cover costs more than most of the others and it doesn't always cover you. You know, you may have an expensive smartphone, you may be in a a long-term contract that's costing you £60, £70 a month and you would still have to pay that, I believe, if you lost your phone, if you can't afford to replace a handset. But mobile phone insurance isn't necessary, it's often quite expensive and there are better value options. You can always, again, save yourself. But there are quite a few of the banks, the main banks, offer mobile phone insurance as part of a bank account. Mm. I have a relative. um, I'm not going to identify him. I have a relative who has claimed for three phones on his Halifax bank account in probably less than five years. All legitimate, but you know, that's what happens. Mm. He now is much more careful. He was young at the time. The thing with the mobile phone insurance is it has a lot of exclusions. Carelessness. If you drive off with your phone on the roof of your car, you won't be covered. If you leave it on the table at the restaurant or the pub, it won't be covered. If you delay reporting your phone lost or stolen because you've probably been enjoying yourself and you didn't notice it's missing, you may not be covered, especially for unauthorised calls or downloads. So that might be only down to 12 hours. If you don't report it for 12 hours, Mm. then... Or if you haven't reported it to the police, you might be in another country and you're racing to the airport. So all these things can be excluded. Water damage is one of the things that they don't usually cover for. So if you've dropped your phone in the loo before or you've left it in your jeans while they go through the wash, check whether you're covered for water damage. Most policies don't. I dropped um, my mobile phone once, Mrs. Mean, a number of years ago now, when it was old, uh, wasn't a smartphone, it was one of the old designs. I had it in my top shirt pocket. I was washing my car and I leant over to squeeze the sponge out and my mobile phone just dropped into the bucket. And I did that little trick of putting it in the airing cupboard with some rice in a bag. <laughs> it sort of dried it out. But, um, yeah, I didn't have any cover at that point. No. And also, you might not be covered if you haven't got the original SIM card in your phone. And for all this, you might not get a new replacement phone. Again, if you are tempted to take out a policy, see what they'll give you. If you've got a £600 or £800 iPhone, etc., with which lots of power and lots of gadgets on it, you may find that you're given a refurbished phone rather than a replacement. And most people who've got a a nice, clean smartphone Mm. may not want one that's been a bit scratched. And if it has to be fixed, if they say you'll get a replacement, uh, you won't get a replacement, you've got to have it refurbished or it's got to be repaired 
that can take a week. And a lot of people can't live without their phones for a week. I think I could. Easily. I could live without my phone easily for a week or more, Mrs. Mean. But how do you control the pressure of a salesperson when you go into that mobile phone shop and you upgrade your phone? And they insist, they almost insist, standing over you with a hot rod of iron saying, you've got to take out this warranty. How do you control that? Uh, You say no. You could tell a white lie and say, I've already got cover through my bank account. I mean, if you say I've already got cover, that probably stops them. And I've come across people who have resisted in the shop and then get a call the next day. So there's a second team. It's not just the people in the shop. And I do know from a friend's son who used to work in a phone shop, he got most of his income from selling mobile phone insurance rather than selling the phones. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. So he got a lot from that. And he was a a likeable lad and he used to chat to people and saying, oh, uh, somebody here dropped it down the loo or, (laughs) and that, you know, rice doesn't really Mm. work and all all the little tales about what can go wrong. And you and I can manage without a phone, but a lot of people, they need it absolutely every day for their work. Or They'd rather lose their right arm than they would their phone, Mrs Mean. Yeah, That's yeah. fair to say, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> OK, so then, a takeaway then from mobile phones, uh, warranty, mobile phone warranty, what would you suggest as a takeaway from this one? Well, it will have a guarantee for a certain length of time. You might be able to get cheaper cover through your bank account or whatever, but overall, it's better to be careful with your phone. I think one of the problems is, if you think it's covered, oh, it doesn't matter what happens to it, then you might put it on your car roof or whatever. If you know that piece of kit costs six or seven hundred pounds and you won't get it back, then you might look after it better. Good thing to do then, as we said at the beginning of the podcast today, this episode is to comb through your white goods warranties, your gas service contracts, your mobile phone warranties, go through everything that you think might have a warranty and maybe save yourself a bit of money, Mrs Mean. Absolutely. And remember, if you buy any piece of kit, whether it's a mobile phone or whatever, and obviously going to be worth more than £100, put it on a credit card because if a fault develops and you are not going to get any help with the retailer, you might be able to get it under the Consumer Credit Act, get replacement. Section 75 of the Consumer Credit Act, items worth more than £100, if they're not fit for purpose, your bank or your credit card company Mm. may give you compensation. And that's free. Okay, great advice. Uh, The Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast, of course, aiming to help you save your hard-earned money with great suggestions. If you have got a suggestion that you'd like to uh, give Mrs. Mean, something that we can delve into on this series of podcasts, uh, do drop us an email. Uh, You just have to go across to Mrs. Mean's website. It's moneyfightclub, moneyfightclub.com, and just go to the Contact Us page and uh, just get in touch that way. Mrs. Mean will then get your correspondence and uh, check out what it is you want us to investigate. And we will do it, won't we, Mrs Mean? We will, Uh, absolutely. Okay. Contact details once again coming up, but uh, we look forward to your company on the next episode of the Mrs Mean Money Podcast. Mrs Mean, just one final word on warranties. Just be careful, yeah? Absolutely be careful. They are making quite a lot of money, commission, on selling these policies, quite often they earn more for selling a warranty than they do for selling the actual piece of kit. Okay, Mrs. Mean, one thing to say to you today stay mean, won't you? Oh, absolutely. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. 
If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to moneyfightclub.com and get in touch via the contact page. Join us next time and don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series and be sure to hit that subscribe button. 